0: And learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all, thanks so much for joining me for session 273 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We'll get right into our conversation after a word from our sponsors. State Forum believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, state Forum is there. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is high blood pressure education month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the pressure wants to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During high blood pressure education month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first, and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. I've seen quite a few videos on social media recently of young women soliciting help in finding the perfect dress for graduation. Might I suggest you add Macy's to your list? They have lots of options for dresses that will transition perfectly from under your gown to that incredible dinner with family after the ceremony. Check out options from brands like On 34th, Michael Kors, DKNY, and many more. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. You may have heard that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell donate blood at red cross to help save a life black excellence is in our blood visit redcrossblood.org/ourblood to make an appointment now buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar as it's a big purchase but it can take time to get there intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Your biggest lessons actually come from your failures. You very rarely hear people say like, man, I had this win. And yes, I learned so much, but actually the bigger lessons come from the failures.
1: And in that failure, I
0: realized, girl, you need some help. (laughs) And
2: girl, (laughs) it's okay to get that help. A little tip that a friend gave me many many years ago a monk that i did some work with was look at the tip of your nose with your eyes closed when you feel your thoughts coming in to recenter without using a mantra or without being guided look down at the tip of your nose while your eyes are closed as a way to refocus
3: Dr. Anita Phillips is so amazing. She's a psychologist, but she's also a minister. And mm-hmm. I've taken this quote from her and I've used it since, prayer is a weapon, therapy is a strategy. And those are for people who possibly are wondering, should I be a believer and go to therapy? Like, absolutely.
2: What should be a place where kids are learning the A's, B's, and C's of for and life and if we can bring that to our young black girls, that way they grow into healthy black girls, using Simone Biles and the Naomi Osaka as, you know, hey, look, she said no, she said her health first, and you can say that too. I think it is like, I'm getting chills just even thinking about it. I
1: encourage women, actually, every kind of new professional, to think of themselves as a free agent. I think sometimes we get too locked into a single institution and we feel as though we have something to prove in order to get the fair treatment that we deserve to begin with. And so rather on taking on all that work of a system that is sick, I say always have your performance at a level where you are attractive to lots of different institutions, lots of different organizations, and have a healthy level of distance from your workplace. Understand that it is work. As we began the conversation, we spend a lot of time at work with those people. It provides us money. Sometimes it provides us a sense of identity, but you also are valuable and you can be valuable to, lots of other places and different industries, different locations.
0: I can't believe we've been building the Therapy for Black Girls podcast for the past five years. Five years of healing conversations, of growth, mental health education, and we've made it here because of your endless encouragement and support. During our time together, we've shared over 250 episodes and celebrated over 26 million downloads. Thank you all so much for listening and amplifying the work that we do here. We're looking forward to doing much more in the years to come. Joining me today as we continue to celebrate this momentous occasion are our amazing team of podcast producers, Cindy Okereke, Elise Ellis, and Frida Lucas. In our conversation, we chatted about the individual origin stories of how they each joined the team, what we are most proud of, what we're looking forward to, and how we'd like to continue making an impact in the lives of Black women and girls. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please share it with us on social media using the hashtag TBGInSession. Or join us over in the sister circle to talk more in depth about the episode. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. Here's our conversation. So I guess we can get started by everybody sharing who they are and your role on the team and how long you have been here with Therapy for Black Girls. Do you wanna get started, Cindy? All
2: right. I started in April, 2020 as a producer for Therapy for Black Girls. So I've been here about two years. That math is right.
4: (laughs) Hi, I'm Elise. I started with Therapy for Black Girls in May of 2021 as the assistant producer and so I've been here a year and some change and now I'm the producer on
3: the podcast. And Frida. Hey y'all, it's your girl Frida. I started with Therapy for Black Girls around November 2021 and I'm also one of the producers on the show so I'm almost at my one year mark. Yay! So,
0: Cindy, I know, I mean, I knew you had been here, but I don't think I realized that um, you hadn't started before the pandemic, because it no. felt like you had, but clearly you had not.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, I think I give <laughs> so that So, I'm realizing, energy. like, it has not been that long. I know. I give that energy a lot, I've heard, is that um, I just, I come in, and I very much immerse myself, and then, next thing you know, you're like, oh, this person's always been here. But yeah, I started like in the pandemic with you, which honestly, I was like, this is so cool. Um, Especially because my primary background in podcasting has mostly been marketing, but like creating for audiences. So it's been really nice to be on the, the, I guess, front end of that content creation and not just the promotional side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was also thinking like, oh, wow, I did not have any producers besides yeah. my husband.
2: Yep. <laughs> this whole time. Which is wild. Before when you I magnificent got women join the team. <laughs> I don't
0: know how you did what it. What was
5: I thinking? Y'all I have know.
0: made everything so much better. <laughs> Happy to do it. Oh yeah I don't know I mean I think in a lot of ways similar to like what we do now just kind of being in tune with the community um, but I think you know as my like job has changed I'm finishing up the book and have been doing more speaking like I haven't been able to kind of have my ear to the street so to speak in the same ways which is why y'all have been so much more valuable right in in terms of just kind of keeping an eye out around the kinds of topics and the kinds of things and kinds of conversations we want to have with the community and I think you know each of you I think have such a beautiful origin story here at therapy for black girls and I'm curious to know like what you knew or thought about therapy for black girls before you actually joined the team
4: so my cousin sent me the job via DM she knew I wanted to get into podcasting I had done some podcasting in college and worked for a podcast turned video product And so I was like, I'm going to apply. But I had followed Therapy for Black Girls for maybe like two years before that. My mom sends me at least 20 DMs every day on Instagram. And so someday back then, she had sent me a Therapy for Black Girls post. So I had followed it for a while, and one of my therapists had recommended me specific episodes to listen to before. So I had heard the podcast, and I was... I don't know i was just like super excited to even apply but i was always really in awe of just like the community that was built i really just love seeing like strong digital communities that cater to black people specifically black women i know you know we've had episodes about how being online can be really hard for our community and so i think that's what excited me the most like contribute something positive in I don't want to say like a slew of negativity, but there are a lot of podcasts that are a bit like negative and speak down on black women and just a lot of content online. And so to be a part of something that's a little more forward thinking, that was exciting for me.
3: Before therapy for black girls, I was working for a predominantly white publication on a podcast. And I remember finishing the specific project and being like, it would be great just to work with black people. And, at the time, I, that wish was a bit too broad because I, I kept getting reached out to to do projects about black pain and trauma. And I was like, okay, let's make this wish more specific. I would love to work with black people on things that are actually making us more empowered and more educated and just allowing us to live even greater lives. And I was a part of a podcasting listserv and someone listed there was an opening at Therapy for Black Girls. And the person who was sharing the recommendation was just raving about you, Dr. Joy. And so I said, I think this is it. I think that this is probably going to be an all-Black team or a predominantly Black team. And based off of the catalog of episodes that you had done at the time, I was like, okay, this is not centered around black pain, black trauma, but instead how do we move forward and create new paths for ourselves as black people? And I was like, wish granted,
2: yes. I love that. Because similarly for me, it was very much about like what this represents just because therapy has been so foundational for me and like transformative. And also the idea that I work in marketing, I've built like a lot of digital communities and like at some point, sometimes you're just like, it gets dicey out there. And so to see like a space that really centers around like uplifting, like teaching, empowering, and also the fact that the knowledge is coming from experts, like people who both practice, who've studied, who've researched, who are just very educated and knowledgeable about it, because pop culture in general has latched on to therapy and therapeutic language a lot. And so being able to sort of Be part of something that helps balance that and offer tools to people that are tried, tested, and then also like vetted just felt really special for me. And so a friend had recommended I check this out, but I'd also been organically following Therapy for Black Girls just because I'm super interested in like wellness and mental health. And so it was really cool to be on the other side.
0: I don't know that I had heard all of these individual origin stories. So, Frida, you really kind of manifested us, it feels like. (laughs) I love that. I love that. She's woken up and got very specific about what kind of work she wanted to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, just even in you sharing those stories, I think that that kind of speaks to all the individual strengths you all bring to the team. Like, I just feel like there are many different lenses and perspectives that we each have, even though we are all black women. Right. And so it just feels really interesting. And I think that that's like what makes the team so strong. So to date, even though your tenures have not always been that long, what are some things that you are really proud of having having accomplished as a part of the team, Elise?
4: I know firsthand just (laughs) the research and the outreach it took to get certain people booked can be a lot, but then also like what we did with those conversations and to have them be really strong, but also not model or be different than their other podcast appearances and interviews. I think that's something really proud of. So being able to get really substantial people in the mental health field outside of it, but also being able to do something different with those conversations, have them have that mental health angle, which is something you don't really see at other publications, outlets, podcasts, things like that.
2: Go ahead, Cindy. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, I think it's also a combination of being able to sort of broaden the topic and bring pop culture touch points to the conversations around mental health. Because I think around the time we started, we were doing a lot of episodes around insecure and how... That manifests in your friendships and like mental health and that journey in those conversations that kind of feel like fun and more light, but they're very grounded in something that feels universal for all of us. And then beyond that, it's also being able to bring things like nature therapy and like tarot therapy, just like these other aspects of Black womanhood that aren't often explored and being able to speak to like all the different ways that Black women show up in society and culture and everything. And then also the fact that I feel like a year after I started, we like went on our whole podcast awards run, which was really, really cool and exciting. Just being able to add to the platform and getting a lot more attention and more eyes and being able to service more people within the community because there were like these moments where we were being celebrated.
3: I would say in the, almost year that I've been here, the two episodes that stand out immediately are Black Women and Suicide, particularly the question that we asked, that was a two-guest episode, the question we asked about selfishness and suicide. Because I do think, speaking from my own perspective, my family isn't in therapy, it's still not something that they are wanting to do. However, and we say this in the show, that this is not a substitute, but I know that for a lot of people, they do use it as a substitute because they're not ready. And I think hearing those kinds of questions that maybe people have asked themselves or thought about themselves, and then hearing the response that they really wouldn't have thought of because they're not a trained professional. I think that begins to open the doors to oh, when people talk about healing generational trauma, it's one of the ways is really getting these pieces of language and intense research that these experts have done to come to these understandings that a lot of people don't have the space and energy to arrive at. And so that episode stands out because, one, the issue is very taboo, I think, still in in the Black community. And I think as well at least for me, it debunked a lot of the things that I thought that I knew. And I think a lot of the healing that sometimes I notice people aren't able to receive is because they think that they know and they don't realize what they don't know until they hear what is, you know, what is more factual. So that episode stands out a lot. And then from a editorial perspective, from a sound perspective, I love our history of minority mental health month. I love that episode to me, it felt like that could be on a, like a A&E or history channel. And so, so I'm very excited about our ability to also tell more historical understandings of the mental health space. Even today, we interviewed a guest, and I, I don't want to say who it is yet, because their episode may not be out by the time we talk about it. But they broke down this historical understanding of friendship and how friendship changed over years. And based off of the influences of mental health professionals and therapists and psychologists. And so I think, Cindy, when you talked about pop culture latching on to therapy, I think it's also important to note that therapy can really impact how we live. And so I I really do believe we have the capacity, and I'm proud of this, that we have the capacity to change how we see people showing up on TV, right? how characters behave, because if we can change the normalcy of how people speak to each other, talk to their friends, talk to themselves, because we're educating them on the ways in which they can be healthier and more well-rounded people, which is our goal, we can literally change the world. And that feels really powerful to be like, oh, I'm a part of a show that I'm literally changing people's lives and I can, maybe not measuring it, but like you can see it in behaviors. And to me, that is what I continue to be proud of and what I know like that will want me to continue being a part of this incredible show.
2: I love that. Also a special shout out, just because that episode that you were talking about was something that solidified for me just like how powerful this team is. Being able to put together something like that, that I think we had like kernels of ideas about doing something like that, but being able to actually execute it just that we're only like going to get more powerful and and amazing from here. Like the storytelling was magnificent. And so shout out to Frida for also leading the charge on that. Agreed.
0: More from our conversation after the break. State Forum believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Forum is there. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a backseat. That's where release the pressure comes in. It's all about us. Black women seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help to get our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head over to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Attention all last minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th. And if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries. Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze, whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year. You can shop by price, by category, and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more, like a list for the mom who has it all and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Right now, some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and Polaroid cameras. With the help of their gift guides, I'm sure you'll find just the right thing. Head on over to Macy's.com giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. How many times
5: have you arrived in Orlando and suddenly realized you forgot the kids? But then you remember, you had no intention of bringing the kids. You are in Orlando to enjoy yourself. It's an amazing opportunity to have fun and experience all the fun Orlando has to offer. Sure, Orlando is known as the theme park capital of the world, but there's so much more to this destination. It's the place where adults can become kids again, and happy hour happens any hour, with never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, and outdoor adventures from zip lining to its beautiful natural springs. And, of course, fireworks every single night. Plus, you have loads of entertainment options, see unique neighborhoods, and can even visit their blossoming arts and culture. Orlando has everything for an amazing getaway with your loved ones or friends, including exciting thrill rides, lush, lazy rivers, and world-class golf and spas. Yes, there's more to see, do, and experience than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. You know, something
0: you said, Frida, that I want to hear y'all's take on. So I think this is something I spent a lot of time thinking about, probably a lot in large part because of my training, right? You know, so I'm always thinking about like the ethics of like what kinds of things we share and like how is this going to be received? And to your point, I think because so many people tune in, to our content it feels like a huge responsibility to me a lot of times right that you know like you said like it of course is not designed to be a substitute but I am well aware that this could be like planting a seed for somebody who will then go to therapy or even if they never decide to go to therapy they hear something on the podcast that changes something for them and so I think with that kind of power that you're talking about comes a great responsibility and so I just love to hear how y'all think about that when we're thinking about like, the kinds of topics we're going to talk about, or the kinds of guests that we're going to be in conversation with, like, does that sense of responsibility
2: play a factor in that for you at all? Oh, it absolutely does for me, especially when I had first started. Like, I wanted to make sure that we were talking to the right people for everything, just because like, There is so much responsibility about this and I've also seen it from other ends and like the work that I've done, what sort of irresponsible advice or misinformation can do that even for me, I was like even extra cautious and wanted to make sure that they had all the credentials and degrees and like talk to them first and make sure that this is the right step because we really are responsible and being able to have someone ask those questions that Frida was talking about that, like, sparked the idea, oh, maybe I should look into this and giving them those language tools. For me, I was like, it's really important work. And so I brought that to every guest or topic that we would do.
3: I would say, Dr. Joy, you remind me to do that. Not specifically, but in the way that you take it so seriously. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much about working with you as of recently for those listening, Dr. Joy has been like, hey, can y'all give this a second listen just to make sure that it's approachable and just to make sure that it's clear. And And so I think what's clear about you, Dr. Joy, you are not just trying to get on the mic, to be on the mic and to hear your voice being heard. And I think that that really shows in the work that we are able to publish because it really is grounded in what feels like your true, true goal to educate and Free a lot of black women from the stresses and the terrors that life tries to throw at us, and so that's something that I've been bringing to just my work in general. Just, just trying to really think about okay, for this person who may be listening in a small town who doesn't have access to the things that I may have access to, is this going to resonate with them, or is it going to make sense to them in the same way that maybe someone who's living in a metropolitan city and and I think it, it really feels like your love for Black women shines through that when you ask us to do those additional screenings and run throughs of the episodes. And I just appreciate you for that.
4: I definitely agree with Frida. The thoroughness that Dr. Joy has like cultivated in the entire brand, from the moment we pitch guests to researching to when we're editing the episode, I'm always thinking about how can we be like the most thorough and most accurate. And even in one of our episodes with Bridget Todd, we talked about like misinformation on the internet and I never want us to be like the donkey of the day with misinformation. So I'm always thinking about, yes, like how can we serve our audience? But you know, how can we not be out here looking crazy? And so I never want to work for anything or put anything out in the world. That's not the most thorough. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so I know I'm super judgmental of bad content and content that's not well researched or when they don't really engage a guest in a way that gets the most out of their expertise. I think we do all that because I think everyone on the team is thinking about those things.
0: So I have my own ideas, but I feel like I want to hear from y'all too. What do you think individually makes the team works so well. Like what strings do you feel like your other teammates have that really, I think leads to such a stellar show?
4: Frida is so organized and she is like the queen of just like following up and persistence. And I just really appreciate that because sometimes even within myself, like when we have a guest who it's like difficult to book you know, I'll not reply for a few days or, you know, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I need to regroup and recenter. And I think Frida reminds me like to keep going. And I just really appreciate that. And then, you know, when I first joined the team, I was working with Cindy and learning like her process was really beneficial to me. And I think one of the greatest things about like good managers is them having like good process and the ability to like explain the organization and like the podcast goals. And so Cindy's like vision for what Therapy for Black Girls is and what we do, that really helped me on board really well. And then of course, Dr. Joy is our host. And I what I appreciate is, I feel like therapy is written off as like boring. And the fact that we have the pop culture angle and the fact that Dr. Joy, you understand that Yes, there's a seriousness and your expertise is there, but also what we think about in like our relationships and our own like personal growth and development literally shows up everywhere in the world. Having that perspective, I think really is the glue for the team and it really drives our mission forward. So that's what I appreciate about the team. And then shout out to Denison, the editing, the quality control is there. And I appreciate that because like I said earlier, I don't want us sounding crazy at all.
2: I don't know how to follow that because like it was so perfectly stated. Cause like I just feel like Elise really brings a lot of like perspective, and then like thoroughness. Like I really appreciate like the follow up, the organization, like the way that you like adapt really well to different like scenarios, guests, like different things. It's like hey, we're gonna like rearrange this entire script and you're like all right bet and then you're just like in it and you're doing it and so like i love that like initiative and that activity frida honestly the organization i was like wow she took this from my brain that i just can't do like the way my brain works i'm like and then you literally just made it like so quickly and i was just like oh my god this is it like this is what i was like seeing (laughs) (laughs) and like me and Elise were trying to like make it happen but like you literally came and just like put that shit together and I'm just like wow I'm still speechless I was like okay (laughs) and so I just love that and then like Dr. Joy like you just come so prepared like as a host like you are when I say that like you are one of the easiest hosts I've like ever worked with in the sense that you understand what we're trying to do. If I'm like, this is sort of the POV, this is like high level what we want to get out of this, the key takeaways, just like quick like hits, even if we're like, all right, this whole conversation, just strike it because we found a new tangent, you like flow with it so well, because you came prepared initially. And I was like, I don't know if they can talk about this. But if we do get there, here's another option. And so I just love that's what you bring to the team. And then the idea that you're just very open to like learning new things. Like I know that the horoscope one, you're like, girl, I don't know what a birth chart is. What is this? What is happening? But because I was like, I've seen it used sort of as this development tool. There are some parallels here. Are you just willing to see like what we can find? And it like brings me joy that we were able to like tap into something that we like that people didn't really think were like, closely associated but being able to take that chance because you're like I understand that this is for like our audience and like I am seeing the kernels of this I might not be able to put it together but I do trust it's the trust you very much trust your team and I think that is something that's like really really beautiful all right so I'm going to start with Dennison.
3: first of all for every team that does not have an in-house audio engineer and producer I'm sorry for you I'm sorry for you. Dennison brings to life all of our ideas, musically, audio editing wise, and his level of expertise and excellence, and how this show must sound on a weekly basis. Cindy and Lisa and I are always like, How did she do it? How did she do it for all these years with Dennison? That's how. Dennison sat down with Lisa and I. I think we did a two hour learning session to learn the script to see how he edits our show into script. Within the first 10 minutes, Elise and I couldn't stop saying, wow, wow, who who knew all of these features in the program? Dr. Joy, you are so, as Cindy mentioned, genuinely curious. And even though you are in this field, you are true to this, you are not new to this, you still approach it with a new energy of, oh, I've never heard of that perspective before, or I'm so glad that you brought that up. So, Dr. Joy, you are so incredibly prepared, so wonderfully curious, and it shows. I would not be surprised if you are our guest's favorite interview experience. Because of your curiosity and your preparedness, it makes them shine because they're able to really go in depth to the things that they've been studying or writing about or learning for years. And that curiosity makes them excited to share more. Elise has her ear to the streets, okay? Elise is our team fly girl. She knows what's going on on the circuit and not just in her city. We're not just talking about where she lives. She's got hands in New York. She got hands in LA. She got West Coast, the South. It's all over. It is fascinating to be able to be working with someone who is so in touch all over and then also very precise in the work that they do, right? Because sometimes people will have all of these tentacles all over the place and then they don't know where they left their left shoe. The research that Elise does, y'all, on a weekly basis for these prep documents, she's going into the catacombs. She's like, they had an interview from a couple years ago. I looked through that a little bit just to see if there was anything interesting. I pulled a little bit of that. They had a book. I read the first chapter. I said, you read a book and you also watched interviews and you put it all together. Her ability to process information and allow it to concisely be relayed to the rest of the team, 10 out of 10. And then Cindy, you're the blueprint. The only reason I was able to make our production schedule and the other things was because one, there's never a dearth of ideas. I came on the show and you all had so many ideas. I was like, okay, cool. I just got to put this in a calendar. (laughs) No problem. There are other shows where it feels like, uh, I don't know, what are we are going to do next? Cindy's like, I, well, I saw this on Twitter and Instagram, and I thought that this would be cool to talk about and all of these things. And so just the energy and the intention that you set onto the show for Elise and I to succeed continues to play out in our success.
0: Y'all just make my heart so warm. More from our conversation after the break. State Forum believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Forum is there. Hey, ladies, it's Dr. Joy here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where release the pressure comes in. It's all about us. Black women seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help to get our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head over to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Attention all last-minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th. And if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries, Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze. Whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year. You can shop by price, by category, and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more. Like a list for the mom who has it all and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Right now, some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and Polaroid cameras. With the help of their gift guides, I'm sure you'll find just the right thing. Head on over to Macy's.com giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
5: Are you ready for a family vacation you will never forget? One where anything is possible? If so, it's time to plan your getaway to sunny Orlando. Orlando really is the ultimate family destination. It's time to break out the matching bedazzled T-shirt, dust off your go-to dad jokes, and prepare for exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, and fresh new dining experiences, and so much more. Of course, you know that Orlando is the theme park capital of the world, with 15 of the world's top theme parks and water parks all in one place. And beyond the parks, there is also excitement and family fun around every corner. If you're ready to plan an epic Orlando vacation, but you're not sure where to start, you can talk one-on-one with one of their Visit Orlando vacation planners. In Orlando, anything is possible. If you can imagine it, plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.
0: To me, is not a surprise why the show is as successful as it is with a team like you all. Like... You know, like, I feel like I did okay by myself, but like all of you being on board has just like skyrocketed, you know, I think what we have been able to do. I'm just, I feel so grateful that you all are the team because it it just feels like there is no limit to where we can go. I echo all of the sentiments around the organization, Frida, and just the, you know, like, I feel like I have really stretched with you on the production team because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. But again, I will trust, you know, that if you hear it, you know, we can make it work, right? And then those turn out to be beautiful episodes and agree. I don't know how Elise does all of the things that she does, all the things she's reading and researching. And, you know, just like you said, has her hand in so many pots. it just feels like it all really comes together when you see the prep docs, because it's like, wow, I wouldn't have even thought to ask about that or didn't even know that they did that. So I think the level of research and detail that you bring to the prep docs and our preparation for the interviews just shows up then. And, And I agree that Cindy is the blueprint clearly, you know, took us to that award winning season that we had. And, you know, I think it's really, you know, solidified like the things that we were able to do and that we continue to be able to do. And I think the camaraderie that we all have for one another is what shows up in the show, right? Like that, you know, we are talking as a team, we are relating well to one another as a team. And so then we do that with our guests. And I think that that kind of love also shows up in the episode. So like you mentioned, Frida, you know, there are no lack of topics, like there are so many things that we want to talk about. What haven't we done yet that y'all are really excited to hopefully see happen? Either a topic or a guest that you feel like, okay, this is really what I want to see happen.
3: Black women navigating politics, guest starring Michelle Obama. The mental health tolls of being in the political sphere, in the public eye, in that area of life, and speaking with the former first lady, Michelle Obama, on how she navigated it.
0: So I think for me, my dream is both Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce, just because I feel like they are, you know, two incredibly powerful women with lots of different stories that I don't think we always get to hear. And I understand why they both are a bit reticent to do interviews a lot. But I also think because of the reasons we have talked about the care and the level of preparation we go into interviews with, I think we would give them both incredible interview experiences. And and I also think our community would really just love to hear some of the conversations that I know we would have with them. So they both are on my dream wish list.
2: This one's just really hard for me because like a lot of my topics do kind of come in the moment a little bit or like at 3am when I can't sleep and I'm just (laughs) in a rabbit hole. But Meg was also someone that I, I thought we should definitely talk to and then another person, because I've been watching a lot of P-Valley and like I just continue to like just think about all of the conversations that we could have around that show in particular. I'm like, I feel like Cardi would also be a really great guest to sort of like concretize that for people too, in a certain way, just because like I think both like the way she speaks and her experiences and stuff like that would also just be a really great topic to explore with her. But yeah i'll just continue to think on it because like up until a little bit ago like cults was like the thing for me <laughs> so i was like we did that so this is i don't know a little more
4: on the serious side but i don't know if you guys have seen the hbo documentary it's called on the record and it follows drew dixon who yes. was like a music executive and she was sexually assaulted by russell simmons i would like to have conversations with more women in the industry who went through those things. So like Drew Dixon, Dee Barnes, the music journalist who was physically assaulted by Dr. Dre. I think those conversations are really important. And of course, like a lot of women, a lot of women have speaking out about this, but continuing to like give them a platform and also talk to them about A lot of their decisions to like leave the entertainment industry after experiencing that. And like what advice would they have to like other young women navigating situations like that or just being a woman in the entertainment industry? I think those would really be important conversations. So inspired by that documentary.
0: That's a good one. I feel like we can make that one happen. We
4: We do have our meeting Tuesday.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Tuesday morning meetings, one of my favorite parts of that meeting, now that you are really organizing that, Frida, because we didn't really have structure before. We were just like, okay, what are we going to talk about? So, again, you and your brilliant structure. One of my favorite parts of those meetings is where we kind of review feedback that we get from the community, right? So, what reviews, what are, you call it, what the girls are saying. And so, on that note, I would love to hear what feedback have you gotten about the podcast that has really stuck with you, that maybe helps you on the tough day. Like, what feedback do you really hold close to your heart?
2: I can't remember who, but it's. I think it was something along the lines. I saw something about therapy for Black girls really makes me feel seen. And, like, that's just something that, like, sticks to me just because I think that's just so important. Because Black women often are both, like, hyper-visible but, like, fully invisible at the same time. So the fact that this space is something that allows people to feel seen is something that has stuck with me. And I wish I could remember who or what tweet I saw, but if that's you, thank you. I enjoy when I
3: am talking with people about therapy and they, without knowing that I work for Therapy for Black Girls, say that that's how they found their therapist. I really enjoy that.
4: I also agree just... Sometimes scrolling through the Twitter and seeing like the retweets of people saying, oh, I found my therapist through Therapy for Black Girls. That's always great feedback. But then this June when we did an episode on asexuality and aromanticism, seeing some of the tweets and then some of the positive Instagram comments about how people in that community felt seen, especially given it was Pride Month and sometimes people on the asexual spectrum are like left out of those conversations. It felt really good to know that like we highlighted a part of our community who felt unseen and we did an episode for them, but also that feedback kind of made me like remember how like important like research and thoroughness is because I never, I guess even like really engaged with any type of like media, books, podcasts about the asexual experience. And so I kind of came in that super blind and being able to like really put my ear to the streets, eyes to the books and get the research and the prep done to make a good episode where if someone felt seen that felt really good and like inspires me to keep going.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I do think that is probably my favorite part of the work is like just making black women feel seen across the spectrum. And I think that that is something that the team does really well is like, there are these general topics that we know we want to talk about, right? So let's talk about healthy relationships. Let's talk about friendships. Let's talk about whatever. But I also think we strive really hard to like make as many pockets of sisters feel seen. So I know that came up early, Cindy, when we were talking about like the gaming conversation, right? So black women in gaming and like how many pockets of people who feel like, oh, there's never a conversation for me, or there's never a space for me, like we want to bring all of them in, right? And so how many different people can we make seen in our content, I think is really something that we strive for that I think a lot of people appreciate. And so that is the feedback that I appreciate too, that we do make so many people feel seen. So we could go on for quite some time, but but I do want to wrap us up with one final question. So what's next? Not necessarily in terms of guest and episode topics cuz we've already covered that, but like in the 5-year plan for the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, what does that look like for each of you?
4: I know we've already started featuring different I guess show formats on the podcast. And so I want to continue doing that. So more things like what we did for Minority Mental Health Month with the narration, the mini episodes we did with the advice, just switching up how the show sounds on a week-to-week basis. And Frida mentioned this in one of our meetings a few weeks back. I don't want people to know what they're going to get week-to-week. Like I want them to be genuinely like shocked (laughs) and excited for it. And then we also have done like Twitter spaces. And I know Amazon is launching a platform called AMP, which is like live radio. And so seeing ways in which we can do more experimental things in the audio space and have different conversations, hopefully once it's safe outside, we can do more like live in-person events and producing those. And so seeing ways we can expand audio storytelling from people's podcast app to other mediums, that really excites me.
0: I would have to echo that in-person element, Elise, because the community really has been begging for that, and we want to give it to you, (laughs) y'all. We really do. But we also are trying to stay as safe as possible. But, you know, I do think the community wants to come together, right? Like, I think that that is something the podcast is also really cool for, is that, like, it gives people a thing to come together around. And so they have really been asking to have some kind of event where they can meet other people who love the podcast. So I think that that's what I'm excited about, too. I'm also really excited about the team growing because again I just think we have such a, a superstar squad here already but I know that we could be only better by having other voices right and other people who stretch us so I'm also excited to see like how the team grows to continue making such great content
2: yep all of that I honestly am just like a full format like talk show was sort of the first thing that came to my mind Just because, like, I know, I'm like, you're like, I'm stressed already. But it's this idea that, for me at least, there's also often, like, a lack of, like, expertise and stuff, like, in those areas. So having a space that combines those things is always something that's, like, really important for me. Like, I'm big on, like, edutainment, like, because learning can be fun and maybe that's the nerd in me. But it's the idea that Therapy for Black Girls can also bring you that real life experience, be able to like play with format and do all these different things and be able to speak to and reach broader audiences.
3: I'm really excited about programming for like across age demographics. And so tapping into a younger audience, don't want to give anything away because like Elise said, I don't want y'all to know what we're working on until it's ready on our Beyonce stuff. But just know for the younger folks, we see you. And then also connecting that, right? With our younger folks and our older folks, how can we, in ways, foster more multi-generational conversations, multi-generational healing? Because it's all good if the 25-year-olds are healing and Eradicating generational trauma, but grandma is tripping. That's difficult. (laughs) So, how can we make it all together cohesive? And plus one on the Dr. Joy talk show, Therapy for Black Girls talk show, TBG network. I mean, the sky is the limit. And I think the great thing about what we're building is that I feel like the way that we are building this show is so intentional and making every episode, every month, every quarter incrementally better that we are really building the structure to have a network, right? Maybe that is something that we achieve in the next five years or in the next 10 years. I feel like we're building it with so much intention that the foundation is going to be so strong so that if we do want to pivot into doing something larger than what we're doing now, it's going to be a seamless transition into that.
0: I love those big visions. I love it. I love it. So clearly we will need more team for that because the four of us alone plus Dennison, cannot (laughs) build all of those different verticals. So stay tuned, y'all. Well, thank you again for all of y'all's work on the show, but also for joining me for this conversation today. I definitely appreciate you all. I'm so glad the team was able to join me to continue our celebration and to discuss the future of our work. Don't forget to text two of your girls and tell them to check out the episode right now so you can help us continue to celebrate. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com slash directory. And if you want to continue digging into this topic or just be in community with other sisters, come on over and join us in the Sister Circle. It's our cozy corner of the internet designed just for Black women. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. This episode was produced by Frida Lucas and Elise Ellis, and editing was done by Dennison Bradford. Thank y'all so much for joining me again this week. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care. Hey, ladies, it's Dr. Joy. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health.
3: with Conair Bomb available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Forum is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity. That it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth that to date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Form believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Forum is there.